0: Hi there, welcome. It is March 30th, 2021. This is the Robert Bruton Podcast Show, and I'm your host, Robert Bruton. And we're going to have a pretty pretty interesting show today. So stick with me for about 60 seconds. We're going to take a short commercial break, and we'll be right back because I want to get into the meat and potatoes of the show right away. So stay with me. Stand by. Hi, welcome back to the show, and uh, thank you for all of my subscribers and financial supporters uh, for tuning in, and uh, if you're a first-time listener, and uh, uh, or if you just listen to me every now and again and you don't subscribe to the show, please subscribe. Uh, it doesn't cost anything to subscribe. You can do it for free, and uh, and that way you can get notified whenever we put up new stuff. Um. I hadn't done a show in a little while uh because I had some stuff happen in my life that uh I kind of want to touch on a little bit today and uh I want to you know talk about especially making a decision and making sure that you know you don't you don't put off till tomorrow what you could certainly do today And when I tell you the story of some things that have gone on in my own life, I can tell you that putting off till tomorrow and thinking, ah, there's time. I'll get there. You know, I'll do this. I'll do that. And then you wake up and go, oh, shit. Uh, No, I can't. So a week ago Saturday, my father passed away. Um, We got a call very late at night. And uh, he had been struggling with cancer, having stage four cancer and some other underlying issues with his diabetes and kidneys and things like that, that uh, certainly exacerbated uh, his uh, uh, treatment and uh, subsequent not being able to recover from all of the uh, stuff going on in his life. And so what it was really sucks is that uh, when he got out of the hospital just before he went home and he, he died very quickly when he went home uh, within a few days of that. And um, so we had decided and this was and, I, you know, this is perfectly fine. We had decided that. Um, to give him a couple days to get himself back on track, as far as you know maybe getting a little strength so that uh that we could have a visit and a solid visit and and sadly, that was not uh going to come to pass and so I can you know there's there's times when you think. And I write about this a lot, and that's why this really uh, gives me pause, and it certainly resonates with me in, in my writing, is, you know, uh, there is no tomorrow. And I've written some, something to, to that exact effect, you know, if you're going to do something, you need to do it, you need to, get, you need, you need to do it now. Doing it tomorrow, you know, obviously you need to have a plan if, if it's something outside of, you know, visiting a, a family member. But if you need to do something, you know, you need to do it. You need to make that damn decision and do it. Because you don't know what's happening from any perspective. You know, for me, my dad kept getting more sick and more sick and more sick. You know, and it could be something to do with your life, something to do with your children, something to do with your business. You know, sitting around waiting for the right moment. Well, shit, you're going to sit, you know, you're going to wake up and go, damn, this sucks. You know, thank God that he was able to Uh, speak to his family, he was able to speak to my sister, Who uh, he was able to speak to me, and he was able to obviously speak to the family members around him. Uh, But we were able to speak on the phone before he got uber sick, and we were able to talk and laugh and have a nice conversation, but there were things that I really needed and wanted to tell him before he left this world. I was able to do that at some degree graveside, you know, I was able to be there by myself and to tell him goodbye in my own way. And that meant a hell of a lot to me. It wasn't the ideal way to do it. It wasn't the ideal way for me to uh, say what I needed to say. And it was was nothing bad, you know. It was more, you know, for those of you, and again, for those of you that listen or read and know, you know, a lot about because I share a whole lot of stuff. I get pretty raw with a lot of things in my life. And because I think by doing so, not only is that cathartic for me, but it also leads my readers to believe that I'm authentic, that I'm, I'm really have gone through some of the shit that I've gone through and come out on the other side, a better human being, but that, you know, we're all, uh, in a situation where we might make mistakes. And certainly I had and did my share growing up. And I certainly gave him and my mother a lot of grief and a lot of uh, uh, times to, uh, I'm certain that sometimes I was a challenge to have as a, as a child, a challenge to have as a son, uh, you know, so... There are things that you want to uh, say, hey, I'm you know, uh, one of the biggest things was, hey, I'm sorry I put you through a lot of shit over the course of my life, and I apologize. Having grown up <laughs> at, you know, a later age in my life, you know, at least I'm able to tell him and tell other people in my family, you know. I know it was a challenge. I know it was a screw up. I know I did a lot of dumb shit, made a lot of stupid decisions that affected people, and I'm sorry for that. I own that shit. So, you know, it's when you can own the bad part of your life, I think that opens up uh the world to you in the sense that now you can see what it is to have a happy and and healthy uh, relationship with your family and with yourself and with others. So if you are putting off making amends or making some peace with things in your life, don't wait. Because you don't know how, and it wasn't, You know, the the things that transpired with my father were no, I mean, it was no one's fault. It was the progression of his disease and the uh, rapidness in which it attacked his body was much quicker than any of us obviously ever would have imagined or wanted, yet that's exactly what happened. So you don't know. No one knows what's going to transpire that may prevent you from doing something that your heart is telling you to do. And you can apply this to anything in your life. You know, and that's one thing that that I believe in my heart that my Writing, my podcast, our videos, all of that is geared towards don't wait. You know, my brother-in-law and I were able to this weekend uh, really connect on a level that was pretty cool. As I was explaining to them, I said, you know, for the last half of my life, I would like to do what I want to do, not what I have to do. And that really hit him, I think. And I thought that was pretty cool. You know, because most I think most of us really would like to be doing something we want to do, not something we have to do. Therefore, I make it my mission in life to figure out how to make that happen. And I think if you're a young person, you need to figure out how to make that happen. I wish I had this knowledge. You know, my 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 my, one of my sisters, Debbie. And I talked and I I said, you know, I don't think, you know, back a long time ago when I was causing a lot of grief for my father, you know, is I don't think I had the mental maturity or the skill set to actually deal with things that we were trying to deal with. Therefore, I just spun my life out of control because I had no other outlet. I had no other way. Today, honestly, I should have, you know, we should have gone, we should have gone into therapy. Seriously, we should have gone in and said, hey, this is our family dynamic. Tell us how we go forward and fix it. In hindsight, that would have been great. But that's also not what happened. I don't regret anything other than the shit that I pulled, you know. But I learned a shitload of cool stuff from him. And he himself had an amazing life. He was able to achieve a lot of really cool things, do some really cool stuff. And most of it he was able to do on his own terms, which is a blessing. You know? And I'm certain that there's probably things that he wishes that he could go back and change or do better or done differently. But that's my point. We all have that. We all have things that we wish we could do differently. And so when you're faced with mortality and you're sitting here reflecting upon, and I'm not, I I, I I'm I'm sad that he's gone. I'm sad that I didn't get to. Uh, say some of the things that I wanted to say. But I also didn't, he didn't leave this world where he and I were were at odds with each other. And he didn't leave this world where at odds with my sister Debbie. And th- those two things, both of us are incredibly grateful for. That everybody was able to just kind of clear the air. I just had a little more (laughs) air that I wanted to clear with him and I wanted to do it together, you know. And most of it was just telling him I was sorry for times where it was an uber challenge for him to be my dad. And sometimes we, you know, as parents, we always say, good God, you know. I didn't raise you like this. So, and what really got to me on the drive back from Dallas back to West Texas last night was the fact that, you know, I've written so much about there is no tomorrow, there is today. You can't fix yesterday. You can only work on today. Well, you need to have everything in your life in a way that you can get everything you need done today that can be done today. So, we, you know, in my book, the book I wrote, Organize Your Life to Win, it just kept coming back to me. I'm like, oh, my God. Because all the training in that book that I give is about, you know. Making sure that you know the difference between activity and productivity. Activity would be procrastinating about, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to go see my dad in Dallas. That's procrastination. That I don't do it or that I come up with something. Well, crap, my boss has got me doing this or I got to do this. I don't, you know, I don't have this. I don't have that. You know? And you procrastinate. You come up with... One excuse or the next. Because that's what we do. That's what we, our lives can become where that becomes the norm. You know, you kind of procrastinate a little. You may get it done, but you procrastinate a little. There is no freaking tomorrow, man. None of us are guaranteed a tomorrow ever. You do not know what twist or turn life could bring. In the blink of an eye. So, even the Dalai Lama, even gurus, even you know, um, people who practice meditation will tell you, you got to get inclu- you got to get present in the moment, because there is no other time, and there and, and time can be taken away from you. I watched a thing on uh, social media, and I love this. He said, you can buy a clock, but you can't buy time. You can, you know, and, and, and when you think about that, it's, you know, you can buy a clock, but you can't buy time. You can buy a home, Or you can buy a house, but you can't buy a home. Think about that for a second. So don't delay things in your life. Learn to organize everything in your life so that you can not be regretful that you weren't able to get everything accomplished that you wanted to get in a certain situation. And for me, the what makes me at least feel better is that he and I weren't at odds with each other. He wasn't at odds with my sister, Debbie. You know, and that was cool. And the minister told me, that he had that my father had told him that if he's gonna go at least he can die in peace, knowing that he was that he wasn't at odds with his with two of his children, and that was for me that was that was damned amazing all right, so stand by for a second we'll be right back. thanks for sticking with me through that short little break we uh i said we I had to uh <laughs> Really just catch my breath for a minute. And so, don't don't delay any aspect of your life. If it's something that you can reasonably do right now, learn how to do it. Stop putting yourself in a position where you going, damn it, you know, could be anything. Well, if I would have been five minutes earlier, I would have closed that sale. Uh, if I would have been five minutes earlier, I would have, you know, met the girl of my dreams. If I had been five minutes earlier, I could have done this or that. Remember, you can buy a clock, you can never buy time. And when you think about that statement, money will buy you a clock, but it will not buy you time. And I that I, I just I, I hammer that home a little bit, being repetitive with it, but it's 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 the truth. The uh, wonderful thing that comes from horrible situations is that we all, I think in, in this instance, I think my father would be proud to know that although I'm incredibly sad and I would have given anything for him not to have cancer, for him to have many, many more years on this earth, I think that though I think in in what I'm learning from this that he would be proud of, you know? It sucks through a damn straw, and I don't, you know, but I think when you look at something and you say, you know, it's just like the funeral, for example, was very dignified, very nice, I think he would have have I think looking down he probably was was saying that yeah that's that's what i wanted i mean one of my sisters and i were kind of you know a little bit he was maybe the preacher went a little bit longer than he should have and maybe he had gone over a couple of things a couple more times than maybe he needed to but i think everybody including the minister was doing the best they could under the circumstances that they were in. You know? Because I can't imagine a minister not sitting there going, you know, what a what an incredible responsibility to be given is to send off someone and send that, you know, give them the send off they deserve. Make sure that you are doing the wishes that he wanted and that the family wants and to make sure that the folks in the room felt, okay is a bad word, but I mean, it's not the word I'm really thinking of, but, but people were able to, to feel, I guess, connected in the moment in a, in a, uh, in a positive light, in a horrible situation. So that is a hell of a responsibility. So yeah, he might have repeated himself a few times, but I would imagine he was probably incredibly nervous because that is a hell of a responsibility to give someone to do, you know, because you expect them to be spot on. You expect him to hit. You know, that's like, you know, being Robin Hood. She, you know, someone shoots the arrow and you split the arrow in the bullseye. That's basically the the what you got to do when you're when you've been given that responsibility is you got to split the arrow in the bullseye. If I've learned anything over the last few years is 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 I, I've learned before I prejudge something or prejudge someone, I I know what the hell the backstory is, or I certainly give myself pause to think of what someone else might be going through before I I pass any sort of judgment on them. So, you know, it's... And I think I I picked that up from life experience, but I also think I picked that up from my dad's later years. I really do. I think, he you know, I think in, in my conversations with him, you know, there were things that in his life that uberly pissed him off. But, you know, there were also things where he gave pause to try to think about what life was. And I think God gave him that, that gift, you know, so. My core message today is be damn sure that that whatever it is in your life, whatever it is that you're doing, not only can it be taken from you in the blink of an eye, but it can change the course of your life dramatically. So before you, you know, Don't do something that you could have done, reasonably done in a moment. You know, make damn sure that whatever decision you're making is is the appropriate one. That you're not putting it off for some reason that honestly, at the end of the day, you're going to look back. Because you have to think about If I look back on this in hindsight, what am I going to see? What am I going to feel? So, you know, yeah, there was, you know, I was able to say things, you know, like I said earlier, I was able to say things yesterday that, that made it a little better, but it wasn't the ideal way that I wanted to do it at all, you know, and uh, because the, the, the time was taken from all of my family, you know. So, and that's, and that is the, you know, the Lion King version of it. It's the circle of life, you know, and it, and it doesn't make it any easier uh, to know that that's part of a natural progression of life. And I know that um, my father is, you know on one side of the hand his cancer could have escalated into something that was incredibly ruthless and incredibly painful for him and I'm grateful uh to God that if you know that he that he was spared that you know I think I think that there's not probably any member of my family who is God-awful hard as it would be to say if you had a choice of him being around suffering or him being in heaven now. You know, it it's it's a shitty, sucky choice to have to make. But I, I don't want I would never want him to, to suffer. I didn't want him to go. But that's not my choice to make. But what I, the, what I can get from it is that I am grateful that it was with relatively little pain. And, it, you know, I think if he was going to go out of this world, he'd want to go out on his terms. And I believe in my heart that, you know, he didn't want to go, you know, but at least he was able to, you know just drift away in his sleep. Praise God, you know? So it has been a, a a shitty time, you know, but I mean, there are things that you can hang on to be grateful for. Um, and the other reason that i want to say and i want to say this as clearly as i can because not only was was that's was my father taken from me in the sense that he's gone you know and and I, I i mean there's you know there's a little bit but you know over the term course of the years there's other people that are part of that, of my life that I let drift apart from me. And so when I got to Dallas, I was able to reconnect with my sister, Tiffany, my sister, Wendy. Um, I I had uh, my niece and nephew, Tyler and Taylor, my cousins, Robert and Mike. Um, my Aunt Pat, my dad's sister, um, my mother Karen, my stepmother Karen, you know. And for me, what I learned about family is that we are resilient, you know, with my my sisters for example i mean debbie and i are, don't I, you know debbie and i are very very close and i i have a I have probably the best relationship with my oldest sister today that i have ever in in our in the in our lives you know and and i'm grateful for that there's a lot of things i could do a whole other show on 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 things that brought our lives together that make uh, that make our dynamic, stronger than it ever has been. But the wonderful thing about it, what brought, I mean, it was a horrid situation that brought us all together. But indeed, if my father was going to leave us any legacy at all, I think that, that the fact that I think he, I believe in my heart that he had a hand in shepherding us together in this moment i think god brought us together without any all we were there to, was to care about each other all that we laughed about shit that we had done together we laughed about different things and that and and had some fond memories but it literally in many moments The years that we hadn't been together just drifted away. They were gone. You know, it was like we were okay. And there was never a huge amount of time where, and it has been an incredible. I mean, we're talking decades here of, of not being together, you know, just hearing about each other and this story or that. And, again, that falls down to trying to make a decision that, you know, you're saying, you know, I I really need to reconnect with these people. I really need to reconnect. I mean, this is my family, you know, and not feeling like you can do that. Because you don't want to. It, you know, in the wake of all the bullshit of your life, you're sitting there going, "Man, I don't want these people to suffer because of me." You know, so it's just easier to to stay away, which is absolute utter bullshit. It is not easier to stay away. In fact, it it's the most ridiculous shit you can do. And so, another thing that you could, if I didn't have the skill set today that I had is you could, you could easily argue and spend your life out of control over, you know, what could have been, what should have been, but in our lives, we can't do that. And I, I write about that in, in, in length in everything that I write, I include stuff like that. You can't think about what if, what should have been, what was, You know, you guys have heard me tell the story of, uh, you know, of my of my ex-wife, not in any detail of our thing. But, you know, it, I, I, yeah, I, I I get angry and pissed about what could have been because I loved her very, very much. But it wasn't my destiny to be with her. So I can't think about the what ifs. I can't I could what if myself. Well, what if I did this? What if I did that? What if it you know, it's gone. It's It's over. But you're not divorcing yourself from blood kin, okay? I'm divorcing myself from my sisters. Not divorcing myself from my aunt. Not divorcing myself from my cousins. That's, you know, divorce is a a different thing and a different relationship. But what I can take some solace in is that we were able to seemingly damn near pick up where we left off. And I think we all wanted that. And it was nice to be able to connect in that way and to tell each other in the eye, let's not lose touch like this ever again. Certainly life is going to take us in different directions at certain times. But it doesn't mean that we have to get a divorce because we, you know, from from on my side of the thing, it wasn't that none of these people did anything wrong to me. I was doing wrong to myself. No one in my family, you know, told me to screw up my life. No one in my family told me to do this. No one in my family told me to do that. I did that all by myself. And we, and again, things that we talk about in the podcast, things that I write about it, you know, if there's a big ass problem in your life, you need to go look in the mirror because that's where it begins. And that's where it ends because you have a choice. You may be in a uber shitty, horrible relationship, but if you're staying in it, that's your choice. Well, I can't, you know, and you can make all the excuses in the world. It is still your choice. No one has to stay in a, in, in in an abusive or a horrid relationship. No, you don't. You know, it's my socioeconomic situation. No, it's not. You know, I, I can't get, I can't catch a break. Well, if you keep saying that, you're right. You can't catch a break. If you want something bad enough in this world, I don't give a shit if you're a man, a woman, if you're a person of color, if you're gay, you're lesbian, it don't matter. If you're around people that, that you know, it, it, and, and you hear this, and I love some of these things that you hear on social media, a lot of social media I can't stand, but these things. You can change the people around you, but you can't change the people around you. Meaning, you can get rid of people that, if you got people in your life dragging you down, you can change that, because you ain't going to change them. People that you were with, it's like it's like when you leave high school, for example. You think of all those people, and there, there's... Odd situations where you may remain lifelong friends, but for the most part, you lose touch with everybody that you were sitting there in your senior year saying, we'll always, we got to, you know, we'll always be together. We'll always have that. No, you don't. You drift off. Because life changes. There's chapters, seasons, and it changes the seasons in your life. That's where I know if something difficult happens in my life, I know it's only for a season of my life. I can help decide by my actions if it's going to be a short winter or a long winter. Winter. It's going to be short or long, that's up to me. You know? I can either help make it right or I can prolong the shit that's going on. I can make the winter season that I'm suffering through longer because I don't do anything about it. I procrastinate. I don't do anything. Or I can actually make a choice and say, okay. You know, God, this is the path that I think you want me on, that I believe you want me on. I can pray about it. I can meditate on it, you know, and I can begin and I can adjust accordingly as I need to. But as long as I'm moving forward in some shape, form or fashion, that's progress. And that shortens the time that I will have to spend in the winter, as I'm calling it, metaphorically, and so then I can come into the spring, something new, something wonderful, new flowers, new grass, new hope, new dreams. And that's where I feel with this part of my family that I was able to spend time with, this is where I feel that we are. I feel like we're at spring. New grass, new flowers, new hope. And I think as far as as what we could do to honor the legacy of my father is to show him that we can we can be we can be the people that I think he would be proud of and I think that he would have dreamt and said you know what this is pretty cool that all of this came together the way that it did that no one fell into a situation where they allowed his death to be marked by more tragedy there's been enough tragedy his death is leaving us. And I think if we can make him smile and honor his his life, I think that that's how we do it. We do it by remaining the people that he would be proud of us to be and remaining the family that I think he would have loved for us to be for a long, long time. And I think, you know, we all go through things where, We have to learn incredibly hard lessons. You know, I've had to lose a lot of shit in my life to get to the point where I am today. I have been in some of the darkest places that I wouldn't wish upon anyone. My worst enemy. Yet, here I sit. Three now, almost three and a half years ago, that could have been a completely different conversation. And that's that's the beauty of life. Is even in our darkest moments, we can find the springtime. We can find the good in just about any situation that you could throw out there and the death of someone that you love and care about the death of someone close to you doesn't have to be, yes, we're going to grieve. Yes. We're going to shed a shitload of tears. Yes. We are going to hurt. Yes. We are going to probably scream at God and say, why you couldn't leave him with me just a little bit longer. And that's okay. That's okay. If that's what needs to occur, then that's okay. But I also know, without hesitation again, and unequivocally say that you can find Light in the dark. may suck because that's the way you had to find it, but at least you found it. At least you were able to go, OK, I see that. I'm going to take a break here for just a second. We'll come back in a couple of minutes. I just need to catch my breath and just kind of regain my composure for a moment. Stand by you guys. We'll be right back. All right. Well, thank you for sitting with me through this show. I hope that if you are in a situation where you feel like you uh, have disconnected from people that you care about, you know, you feel like, you know, your life's a piece of shit. Why would you bring that shitty part of your life into, you know, people, other people's life? Well, first off, get hope that you can change your life. And second of all, don't don't discount what people might be able to bring. You never know what someone who you care about and love about, who cares and loves about you, might have to say that might be life-altering or life-changing for you forever. You know? Don't let... Don't let what you think is a shitty part of your life destroy the people around you. And I certainly got to that point more times than not. You know, I got a lot to answer for in my life, but I'm working my ass off to try to make those amends and try to make what was, it's like I said, I, I, I've said this in a couple of shows. And I wrote about it once, and maybe twice. And I said, you know, I think at this point in my life, if I'm blessed to go to heaven, I really think the following is probably what's going to occur. Is I'm going to get up there and I'm going to stand before Peter and be at the pearly gates and all of a sudden you're going to see or hear God coming down the path. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. You know, here, Peter, open that gate. Bob, come here, buddy. I need you to sit down with me on this bench. We got to talk for you before we go any further. And I want for God to be able to, to tell me you know that first half of your life, amigo. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you, yeah. wasn't wasn't real proud of that. Okay, not 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 gonna not gonna candy coat it for you. Um, you know, you you just weren't real proud of you, and probably not even gonna be able to make it up here to even sit at the gate. You know, and. But the last half of your life, and this is what I want my goal to be for God to say to me, that last half of your life, yeah, dude, I could get my head around that. I, I, could, I, could, I could say, you know what, my, my friend Bob scared the living hell out of me and did some stuff that was just about as stupid as anybody could be. But dad gum, he made up for it and then some. So don't wait. Don't postpone. Do. Do everything that you can to change. Do everything that you can to seize. The moment. Seize right now. Because there is no promise of tomorrow. And. Although I'm incredibly saddened. By the passing of my father. And certainly. Could look back and say damn I wish. Wished I wished I wished I wished I wished. wished." But what I can do. Is. Is. Be a good brother to my sisters. Be a good nephew. Be a good uncle. Be a good friend to my sister's husbands, who were amazing guys and amazing people to meet. And they're, you know, to my, you know, niece and nephew who are two really, really good kids that I'm, that, They're just good kids. And and certainly probably have been a challenge for their mother. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're good kids. You know? I was able to even reconnect with my own son a little bit. Who, not totally estranged. We just don't see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. You know? And at the end of the day, we need to stop worrying about all that shit and just be there for each other. You know, I love my grandchildren. I love, you know, and I love my family. And I don't want to continue on the same course that I have been. And that's been, again, and I'm glad. I, I'm glad to see that life is transitioning to a new dawn in a new age, I'm, you know, again, you know, don't, don't wait until it has to be a sad event to, you know, but I don't look at this, that it, it took this to, to make a change in life. I think that the course was set. And I think that this was, you know, something that 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 destiny had a hand in you know but i think the course to bring it all back together was set and 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 on its way i just hate that it it had to happen this way but i am grateful to god and i'm grateful to my father for everything that i i you know i i learned a lot of you know some of my best business sense i got from my father things that that helped me uh in my job and helped me every day in my job are things that i learned from my father yeah he, there was a, there was some pretty cool shit he taught me you know and i certainly learned some values about business that that he instilled in me working close with him for many, many years. You know, he showed me some pretty amazing stuff. You know, and when he didn't think I was looking, I was looking. So, you know, I saw a lot of things. He wasn't like directly mentoring or teaching me, but I sure as hell watched what he was doing. And I learned from it. And these are all things I wanted to tell him directly. You know that I never got a chance to, so I'm sharing it with whoever's listening to my podcast. <laughs> so and I was able to share it with him yesterday, you know when the way I wanted to share it, but and it wasn't the only thing I shared, but it uh, it came out. so you know it, like I said, Seize the moment, seize the day, uh, because there is no tomorrow. You know, if you start thinking about uh, what can happen tomorrow, if you don't make the very best of what you can do today, hell, there's not going to be a tomorrow. Or tomorrow, you know, if you're having to cross the same real estate tomorrow that you crossed today, well, what the hell? You're spinning your wheels. And that's in any aspect of your life, any aspect. You can apply that knowledge to anything in your life. If you're buying the same real estate tomorrow that you were on today, that's just stupid. Learning the difference between resources and resourcefulness and learning the difference between activity and productivity. Yeah, these are things that my father taught me. And I write about them, I talk about them, and I do it all the time. Because I watched him. Be resourceful when he was short on resources. I watched him educate himself because some of the guys around him were, you know, incredibly educated and gifted individuals, and he would learn something and he would fly right past you. And I watched him do it in business all the time. You know, so he knew the difference between resources and resourcefulness. And when he was working, he knew the difference between activity and productivity. And I learned that. Not because he was telling me that, because I watched what he did. I was at least that smart. I might have been a screw up, but I at least watched that part. So. We're going to cut it off there. I am grateful as hell. And do not take lightly the fact that I was able to... I guess, you know, since I moved here, I was able to reconnect with my sister Debbie, who has seen me through the most black, darkest times of my life. And is still my sister and still my friend today. And I was able to reconnect with my sisters, Wendy, and my sister, Tiffany, and their families. I was able to meet my niece and nephew for the very first time in their lives. And they are in their late twenties about to celebrate a birthday. And I was able to reconnect with two of my cousins who <laughs> are probably two of the coolest guys, uh, I know, you know, and I miss them from, you know, we spent a lot of time together and, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, and I was able to, to reconnect with, with them and reconnect with my dad, sister, Pat and my, and my aunt, you know, and, uh, I'm grateful for those things and I'm I'm sorry that it had to be that way but I'm grateful to God to have them back in my life. I am. And I hope to spend many 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 days and hours enjoying their life and enjoying their company and enjoying them as my family for years to come. So we're going to cut it off. I always say, you know, God, if you listen to my shows, you always know that I have a bitch of a time saying goodbye on the damn show or saying, you know, hey, this is, you know, <laughs> this is the end of the show. I always come up with more stuff to talk about or think about and you know what I think that today's been a good show for me. Um if you listen to the whole thing, thank you. Uh some of it may resonate with you, some of it may not, but again, you know, uh you never know. You never know who you're going to reach and you know sometimes when you think something may not, you know, be all that, then all of a sudden you go holy crap, I never thought anybody would buy that, listen to it, or whatever, you know, so I appreciate um, everybody very much. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you for those of you who subscribe to the show. uh, Gracias, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, You guys are rock. Uh, uh, Thank you for supporting us on other, uh, we are now, by the way, on Instagram, and you can also find us On Facebook at Robert Bruton100. All of my, everything that you want to find me with is usually Robert Bruton and then 100. I don't know why I did it that way, but I did it. So that way it makes it easier. But we are, uh, our Instagram and our Facebook page is kind of brand new. For those of you that know, I was boycotting them for a while, but um, I have some social media friends who talked me into and telling me that I was stupid. Uh, don't be an idiot, use the platform and uh forget about the corporate bullshit. so I forgot about the corporate bullshit, and we got back on so go find us there subscribe uh we're on Twitter at Robert Bruton One Hundred and where else I guess that's it for right now uh you we're gonna start doing some uh really cool videos. I've got some stuff in the works uh that are that's coming up. We're gonna do some funny uh uh, Instagram reels. So I'm not on TikTok yet, but we might be, we may be there, but anyway, we're going to be on Instagram reels for a while. And, uh, so just go check us out there. Uh, that's growing leaps and bounds. So, uh, come join the over 3000 people that are, uh, part of our Instagram, uh, account and be, be part of the cool kids. All right. Thank you guys very much, as always. Uh, RobertBruton.com is where you can find, uh, to find our books uh, and all the stuff that you need to know where I am, what I'm doing. And uh, uh, hopefully this next year we'll be able to get back out and start doing some uh, live stuff and uh, get past all this COVID bullshit. So, all right. Thank you so much again. This is Robert Bruden with the Robert Bruden Podcast Show. Bye for now.